I have decided this month to do kind of a cool series. Uh, not that all my other series aren't considered cool by the kids today, but anyway, um, I wanted to do something. Yeah, I did say, I said a lot of things last week that I'll never say again. Um, but I wanted to do a series this month to kind of play into Halloween, to play into scary stuff, to have some fun with it. Uh, and so it's called Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Completely invented that. That doesn't come from a book or anything from my childhood. And um, it's, it's about things in the Bible that you see today in movies or you see in stories or whatever. So like actual scary things. So like we're going to talk this week about a ghost, an actual ghost that appeared in the Bible. We're going to talk about zombies. We're going to talk about... Vampires? Uh, no, we're going to talk... No, okay. Things that actually existed in the Bible we're going to talk about, about possession, about things like that. And so this week we're starting with uh, paranormal activity. And so we're going to talk back in 1 Samuel 28, verses 3 through 20. Uh, and so here we go. Meanwhile, Samuel had died, and all Israel had mourned for him. He was buried in Ramah, his hometown, and Saul had banned from the land of Israel all mediums and those who consult the spirits of the dead. So that tells you right there that mediums existed. If you don't know what a medium is, it's somebody who, uh, kind of like a psychic who contacts the dead. Um, the reason Saul banned it is because God told him to ban it. Uh, and the reason he did that is because God wanted people to come through him to talk to, to him, to build a relationship through him, and so to go to the rabbis and things like that. And because it's dangerous to deal with stuff like that. If you've ever seen a scary movie ever, it's very clear that it's dangerous to deal with stuff like that. And so Saul did that. Uh, Samuel was a prophet. Samuel was a prophet of the Lord. He's the one who uh, basically told Saul... You know, you're going to be the king. Saul is the same king that tried to kill David a little bit later. Uh, Saul started out, though, as a good guy. He started out as a God follower. He started out as somebody who followed what God said. He started out as somebody who did his best to be king of Israel. And then as he went, more and more, he started to be like, well, I'm the king. I, I do what I want. Like, I can, I can say what I want. I can do what I want. And, you know, he kind of listened to God, but then less and less and less. And so right here, he's like, you know, I'm getting rid of the mediums because God told me to, but I'm still going to do what I want. And so we go to the next part. The Philistines set up their camp at uh, Shunem, and Saul gathered all the army of Israel and camped at Gilboa. When Saul saw the vast Philistine army, uh, he became frantic with fear. He asked the Lord what he should do, but the Lord refused to answer him, either by dreams or by sacred lots, or by the prophets. Saul then said to his advisors, find a woman who is a medium so I can go and ask her what to do. His advisors replied, there is a medium at Endor, not the one that the Ewoks are from. So Saul disguised himself by wearing ordinary clothing instead of his royal robes. Then he went to the woman's home at night, accompanied by two of his own men. So to start with, Saul is uh, basically the type of person who did everything that he wanted to do until he kind of got in trouble. And then he's like, well, I need somebody to help me real quick. Now, it's okay to ask for help. It's good to ask for help. But in Saul's case, it was very much like, I refuse to listen to you unless I'm in, backed up into a corner. Uh, and so he is calling out to God. And it says God refused to answer him. It's not that God's like, I'm turning my back on you on Israel. It's that he had turned his back on God. You see, God will never leave you. But we can leave God if we turn away, if we don't listen, if we just stop caring, if we stop uh, doing what's right, if we stop uh, being someone that, that is the best for who we're trying to be. You know what I'm saying? And so Saul started out listening to God all the time and speaking to God all the time and just doing everything he could to be with God. And then as he went and became more and more of his own thing and did more and more of his own thing and did more and more searching for power and money and fame over what God was telling him to do, 
uh, he stopped listening. And so eventually, again, it's not that God's like, I'm never going to help you again. It's that God's like, hey, you have to learn this lesson. You have to understand what's right. You have to understand uh, who I am. You have to understand that, that you can't just pick and choose what you listen to, what you do. You have to be the king of my people. And so it's a more important thing. Um, so in terms of worth, in terms of life's worth, in terms of value of a person, everyone is equal. Like everyone has the same value. No one is better or worse. But in terms of teaching the faith, in terms of doing things like that, there are people that are held to a higher standard. So for example, I'm held to a higher standard because I talk about the Bible and I try to help people see Jesus. And so like I should uh, be more into the word. I should be held to a higher standard than other people who maybe aren't involved. That's not to say that there aren't standards, but the king is even more so. So he's kind of like in charge of the spiritual well-being and the physical well-being of everybody. So he's held to this high standard. So again, God's not being petulant and saying like, hey, you know, you've turned your back on me. We're done. God's saying like, listen, you've turned your back on me. You have to come back to me. You have to understand that there's a reason that I, I talk to you. There's a reason that I tell you what to do. And so Saul understands, like he heard that and he knew that. And so our, his response, so like, let's say that you're, uh, you go, your parents have a rule that you have to follow. Um, and you're like, you know what? This is a stupid rule. I should be able to stay out as late as I want on a school night. I should be able to stay up as late as I want on a school night. I'm cool. I'm an adult. I can do what I want. I'm 14. I know everything. And so you, no offense to people that are 14. And so, uh, and, and you're like, I, I can do what I want. So you stay up all night and you watch Conan and you watch whatever's on after Conan, the, the news or whatever. You play Fortnite, do something and you're up all night. And then the next day you have a test and you're like falling asleep while you're taking the test. And you're like, man, maybe I should listen to my parents. And then you go to your parents and you're like, hey, I really messed up. Your parents are not going to be like, well, sucks. You're out of the house now. Like they're going to, maybe you get in trouble, maybe whatever. And so God's not like that either. However, your parents also aren't going to come into the school while you're tired and be like, hey, here's some Gatorade and here we're going to wake you up and, you know, you messed up. But so it's not that, like, they're not going to baby you either. You see what I'm saying? And so Saul wanted somebody to come in. He wanted God to, to be like, okay, I know I didn't listen to you the last 100 times you said something, but this time I need you to take care of this for me. I'm not going to change anything about myself or about my life or about Israel, and I'm going to keep being who I've been, but I need you to take care of this. And so God's like, you have to learn. You have to learn. And so Saul, his response then was, well, you know what? I should really give my life over and I should follow God. No, it wasn't. His response was, hmm, I'm going to check with mediums. I'm going to check with necromancers. I'm going to check with witches. I'm going to figure out if there's some other way to get around this. He's looking for cheat codes as opposed to going uh, through the, the way he's supposed to go, as opposed to following the quest or studying. He's like, I'm going to look for some cheat codes. And so that's what he's going to do. So he disguises himself. Um, before I go on with the disguising himself, he's the king. And so basically, he can do what he wants. Nobody is going to be like, like people would talk about him, but nobody's going to be like, oh, I'm going to take Saul to jail because he's the king and he controls the jail. He was disguising himself because he was ashamed and he knew he was wrong. You've probably been in that situation. Nobody in here has ever been wrong. I get that. But I haven't been either. Rob's been wrong before, I think. Uh, and Tara could tell you more about that. But Rob has been wrong before once or twice. And, and... When you're wrong, it's really hard to admit that you're wrong sometimes. And so sometimes instead of admitting that you're wrong, people kind of double down. And you're like, you know what? You know what? I know that I was wrong here. 
or I know you think I'm wrong, but actually this is this. And you make up other stories, and you do other things, and you just argue, and whatever else. And, and so that's what Saul's doing. He's like, instead of admitting that he's wrong, he's hiding himself. He's ashamed because he knows he's wrong, but he's not changing anything. And he's also trying to hide himself from God. And so we go, I have to talk to a man who has died, he said. Will you call up his spirit for me? Are you trying to get me killed, the woman demanded. Uh, you know that Saul has outlawed all the mediums and all who consult with spirits of the dead. Why are you setting a trap for me? But Saul took an oath in the name of the Lord and promised, as surely as the Lord lives, nothing bad will happen to you for doing this. So basically, Saul said, nobody's allowed to do this, but I need you to do this. And so it's really kind of feels like entrapment. It really feels like your parents, again, they're like, hey, you know what? You're not allowed to have ice cream instead of dinner. Like, you have to eat actual food. Uh, and then they're like, hey, would you, like, tonight you go home and you've had that rule and, like, you've seen people get in trouble for it. And you're like, I, I know I can't do this. They're like, hey, here's a bowl of ice cream instead of dinner. You're going to feel like it's a trap, right? Like, you're going to be like, they're after me. And so this, this lady, she's like, uh, this is literally just illegal. I can't do this. Like, I'm going to get killed. And Saul's so like, no, 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 it's cool. You can do what I say this one time, except he's in disguise. So he's kind of dumb. Uh, going to the next part, finally the woman said, well, whose spirit do you want me to call up? Call up Samuel, Saul replied. Um, when the woman saw Samuel, she screamed, you've deceived me, you are Saul. So a couple things here. You have probably, if you've ever talked to an adult ever, you've heard the phrase, the good old days. Uh, the difficult thing about the good old days is they're not good for everybody, and we remember things differently. You've probably done this in your own life, like you remember things a little differently because when things get kind of rough or something happens you don't like or somebody's mean to you, you'll remember back. You'll be like, well, it used to be way better. Uh, man, Nintendo was so much better than PlayStation, except it wasn't. If you go back and you try to play some of these games, it's like, what's up? Like, they're fun and etc. Or like, man, I miss kindergarten. I miss when I could just do what I want and eat glue and crayons and just have toys and do all this stuff. And, and it's like, I really miss that. But what you don't... Th <laughs> What you don't think about with kindergarten is you also had to do literally everything your parents said. You had to go everywhere they went. You had no freedom. You had to go to bed at a certain... Like, we don't think about that stuff. With adults, you hear a lot, the good old days. And they're like, well, this is this and this is that. But they forget about the time, uh, the other things people go through, the things that they went through, the difficulty. And so Saul wanted to call Samuel because in the quote-unquote good old days, that's when him and God were close. Him and God were tight. And so they had this strong relationship. And he's like, I'm going to bring this back. I'm not going to work on my relationship with God, but I'm going to bring this back by bringing Samuel. And if he'd thought about it for a second, Samuel made kind of a career of saying, Saul, you're being dumb. Not in a mean way, but in like, Saul, you're going against God. Saul, and he would rebuke him and he'd say like, you're doing the wrong thing. And it's again, not in a mean way, but uh, in Saul's head, he's just like, well, it was better then. And so he wants to call back Samuel. And then she's like, whoa, 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 you're the king. You're going to kill me. You're trapping me. He's like, don't be afraid, as the king told her. Uh, what do you see? I see a god or a spirit in some translations. A small g god, by the way. Uh, coming up out of the earth, she said. What does he look like? Saul asked. He is an old man wrapped in a robe, she replied. Saul realized it was Samuel, and he fell on the ground before him. Why have you disturbed me by calling me back? Simon, uh, Samuel asked Saul. Because I am in deep trouble, Saul replied. The Philistines are at war with me, and God has left me and won't reply by prophets or dream. So I have called for you to tell me what to do. So this is kind of like if you have a younger sibling. And like you guys are kind of fighting and arguing, and your sibling gets to your parents first. And so she's like, man, Ben is doing all this stuff. And Ben is saying this, and Ben is saying that. Or uh, Sarah is saying this, or Sarah is saying that. Or Jaina is saying this, or Jaina is whoever else has a younger sibling. I'm not going to go through everybody. And like they get to them first. 
And they're telling every possible thing, and some of it's real and some of it's not. And so your parents come after you. And you're like, what'd you do? What'd you do? And you're like, wait, they started. They literally came in and threw a dart at my eye and then like did all this stuff. And like, whatever. And like, you know how it is. It feels like you're the victim and like it hurts. Well, that's what Saul is doing. Even though God knows everything, he goes to Samuel, who literally just came from heaven. So he kind of has a thing with God. Uh, And he's like, hey, God turned away from me and God won't listen and God won't do that. Meanwhile, Samuel's like, what are you talking about? Like, I, I know God. Like, this is ridiculous. But anyway, that's what... Saul is trying to do. Now, the crazy thing here is he's a ghost. Like, just as simple as you put it. There are four possible explanations here. And so I'm going to go through these. Number one, some people think that it is a hallucination. Uh, It's weird that the medium saw it and that Saul saw it and that it's in the Bible, but they're like, this is just a hallucination. Some people think it's a deception by the medium. Again, when you see what Samuel says, it's like, well, what's the point there like why would the medium call someone who would then give the exact right advice or why would the medium do this and so that's another possibility though third is that it's a demonic thing um i have long thought that so here's what i'm going to say never use a ouija board never i don't care if you think it's real i don't care if you think it's fake it's dangerous i think that it's tied to demonic stuff i think that it's dangerous i think that it's not something where uh, the, you're not going to be able to call on a ghost to then tell you what boy likes you or what girl likes you. It's not, that's not how it works. It's just putting yourself up. I can tell you a story about my sister who almost faced a possession because of something like this, because there's certain things you have to do, but it's just it's not a good idea. It's where I'm going to stop there. Uh, and so that is a possibility. And yet, if it's a demonic spirit in this case, you're going to see some trick. Like, there's no reason for a demonic spirit to come back and then tell Saul, like, hey, you know, you should follow God because that's the opposite of what he would say. Uh, And so the fourth is that it's real. Now, if it's real, what's that mean? Does that mean that there's ghosts everywhere? I don't know. Does it mean that there's a ghost in this room right now, right behind hope? Maybe. Uh, Does it mean that ghosts exist? Yes and no. It doesn't mean that every single haunted story of all time is real. It does not mean that ghost facers or whatever are real. It doesn't mean that the reality shows where they hear noises, and it doesn't mean any of that. What it means is that there is a ghost right here. Uh, that's the only time that we really see this in the Bible. It's the only time we know anything about it. That's as far as we can go from there. But we see that there's an existence of an afterlife. We see that uh, through God, Samuel is able to come back. And I say through God because it wasn't the medium that called him back. If the medium had called and God was like, this isn't right, it's not happening. But God sent Samuel to talk to Saul, which again shows that he's still trying to reach out to Saul. Even though Saul is being stupid, and he's being a child, and he's being uh, selfish, and he's being jealous, and he's being all these things, God still tries to reach out to him. So you're like, well, why didn't he answer him earlier? Because he knew that Saul was beyond just listening. He knew that Saul was beyond just listening. Maybe you've had a friend who uh, is going out with the wrong person, and they're going out with the wrong person who's cheating on them, or is abusing them, or saying bad things about them, or whatever. And you're like, I know that this is the wrong person for you. I know that this isn't right. And you go to tell them, and they're like, you don't know me. Like, this is my life. I do what I want. You're wrong. And it's hard. Um, I knew, I, back when I coached tennis, there was a girl who uh, was just started out uh, getting all the good grades and was really good at tennis and was, had scholarship offers and all of these things. And she started dating the wrong guy. And he was into drugs and he was into a lot of things. And he was literally cheating on her. And so one of her friends literally took her to the house to show her, like, him walk out, like, after cheating on her. And she believed her in that moment, but then two weeks later they were together because people are going to do what people are going to do. And God knows that more than anyone. He knows that if he goes to Saul and says, this is the solution, in that moment, Saul might be like, yeah, okay. 
but he's going to immediately go back to what he was. So God is going to tell him in a different way. So he sends Samuel. He sends an actual dead person, a ghost, to talk to him. And so Saul immediately is like, hey, what do I do? And so we go <clears throat> to his answer. But Samuel replied, why ask me, since the Lord has left you and has become your enemy? That's sarcasm. Uh, the Lord has done just as he said he would. He has torn the kingdom from you and given it to your rival, David. The Lord has done this to you because you refuse to carry out his fierce anger against the Amal Amalekites. What's more, the Lord will hand you and the army of Israel over to the Philistines tomorrow, and you and your sons will be here with me. The Lord will bring down the entire army of Israel in defeat. Saul fell full length on the ground, paralyzed with fright because of Samuel's words. So basically, Saul wanted Samuel to come and say, you're doing the right thing. Here's how to beat the Philistines. Here's how to, here's how to kill David. The problem was, God had already told him, hey, you've got to hand the kingdom over to David, and you, know, you can still follow me. You can still be a part of this. And Saul's like, no, I want this. I want the power. I want everything. I want to be who I want to be. I want to be in charge. And so, again, he went back to the good old days, and he went back to Samuel, and he wanted Samuel to come in and be like, hey, you're totally right. How often do we want that? Um, maybe you're, you have an idea for something, and you're like, you know what? I really think it'd be good to sneak out this week and go to this party. It's going to be so cool, and it's so fresh and dope and groovy or whatever. It's so lit, and uh, it's going to slap. I'm going to stop. It's, it's all this stuff. It's, it's all this stuff. Like, it's just it's going to be awesome. And I'm going to go. And so you talk to your friend. And this is a close friend, a friend that's been good for a long time. You're like, hey, what do you think? You want to go with me? No, that's stupid. Like, you're going to get in trouble. And that party is definitely going to get busted. And you're like, whatever. And so you go to another friend. And they're like, uh, I don't think that's a good idea either. And then you go to another friend. And you keep going because your goal is not to get good advice. Your goal is to have somebody who will finally say, yeah, awesome, let's go be dumb. Because that's what we want. We want to be told we're right. We want to be told what we're doing is right. And that's what Saul wants. He doesn't want to be told the truth, and so that's why he went to a medium instead of God. He doesn't want to, to be told, you know, hey, this is what you got to do. You're not in charge of this. You have to give this over to God. He wants to be told, do what you want. You're the king. And then as soon as he got told the opposite, as soon as Samuel comes back, he's like, yeah, hey, what do you want me to say? You have turned against God, and you've done all this stuff, and I told you while I was alive, like, you're being dumb, and you got to do better, and you've got to... Follow God. And what, what a shock that like you stop following God and all of a sudden things are falling apart around you. And Saul's like, well, this isn't fair. Life's not fair. And so he falls down and he cries. And he just, he's broken. And if you go from here, you see that he had multiple opportunities, even after this moment, to say, okay, God, I know that I turned against you and I know that I went to a medium and I know that I did this and I know that I've ran away from you and I know this, but... I'm okay. Like, I'm going to come back to you. Instead, he's like, I'm going to double down. I'm going to do whatever I want. I'm going to say whatever I want. I'm going to go after David. It didn't work. And the reason is David was actually following God. David, at this point in his life, was like, hey, God, you helped me beat Goliath, so I'm going to do whatever you say. And so David is on the side of right. Now, as David became king, he kind of fell into this same trap for a little bit. And he literally committed adultery and basically murdered somebody and lied about it. But the difference between the two, this isn't saying that anytime you have authority, boom, you're going to turn against God. The difference between the two is when David was faced with this choice, when things were falling down around him, and God's like, hey, what are you going to do? He looks to God and he's like, man, I messed up. And so, you know, there were still consequences, but he worked from there and he moved forward and he built the kingdom in God. So the point is not, hey, Saul messed up and he kept messing up and so God turned away from him. The point is, 
you are never so far gone. You've never messed up so much. You've never not listened so much that God will turn away from you forever. Never. Now, you may face consequences, and you may have people walk away from you. You may get in trouble. Things may be bad, but God will always, anytime you go to him, be like, okay, let's work through this. So if you look at what Saul is doing, when you have this option to turn to God or to turn away from him, it's always better, always right, always good for you to turn to God. Because that's who we serve and that's why we live. And so the reason this is in like the paranormal activity and the reason we're talking about that is yes, the ghost. But it's also because there's always something greater than whatever it is that you're scared of. There's always something greater than whatever it is that, that is happening. And it's, it's good to hear people say, hey, good job or hey, good idea. But it's far better to know when you're actually being dumb. And by that, I don't mean like you, somebody should call you dumb. They shouldn't. But what I mean is, if you're about to do something wrong, you want people in your life who, are, who love you enough, who care enough about you, to be able to say, hey, have you thought this through? And then to stop and think it through with you. But we all fall into this trap, even the adults. Like We all fall into this trap of wanting to be told so much that our way is right. That we look beyond God and away from God and we start to look to ghosts and we start to look to mediums and we start to look to people who don't believe and we start to look to all this stuff but we never look at God and the reason for that is selfishness and jealousy and whatever else but even if that's happened to you if you stop and you're like hey what do I do you still go to God because he will take you back because he literally allowed a ghost to come up out of the ground from heaven to talk to him. That's something that never happened anywhere else in the Bible. It's something that we still wonder if it's possible today. And yet he allowed this to happen just to try to get Saul's attention. And so he will get your attention in some way if you seek him out, if you love him, if you follow him, if you try. And so you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to make every right decision. You just have to try. And then when you do mess up, when you do make a bad decision, when things do fall apart, stop and instead of going to the medium of Endor, which again is a Star Wars thing, but instead of going to the medium of Endor, you go to God and you're like, hey, what do I do? And then deal with the consequences. Because it's always better to deal with the consequences as they happen than to just put them off and put them off and put them off and put them off because it always comes due. Uh, there's a phrase, a saying, that the only sure things in life are death and taxes. And again, the adults can speak to that because taxes suck. But you're always going to have to pay taxes no matter what. Uh, if you go to another country, you're going to have to pay taxes. Like wherever you go, you're going to have to pay taxes. You're always going to die. Not soon, but at some point in your life, you're going to die. Those are sure things. And a lot of people live their lives trying to put those off in different ways, and yet they eventually always come due. And you may be thinking, well, this person's rich, and they do that, blah, blah, blah. It always comes due at some point in some way. And that's what Saul is trying to do here. He's trying to put off the end. He's trying to put off what other people want. He's trying to put off what God wants. And so he went to everything, even to a ghost. But even the ghost, Samuel, is like, dude, follow God. Follow God. Trust him. And so again, you're not perfect. You're not going to be perfect. Now, that does not mean you go and you do whatever you want and then you ask for forgiveness. But what it means is God knows that you're not perfect. And he still loves you and he still will guide you and he still will help you. And he still will put people in your path, in your life to help you go forward. So do that. Um, this series to me is kind of cool because I like talking about stuff like this and I like October in some ways and I like scary stuff and I like 
this stuff. And like, I like ghosts and talking about that. But even though that's all fun, again, the important thing to remember is that there's always something above it all. And it's God and his love for you. And we've talked about this a lot, but it's so important because he loves you so much that no matter what happens in your life, no matter what you say, no matter what you do, he will always accept you back. And if this had changed, and I told you what happens to Saul, if Saul, even at the very end, when he's about to die, had said, God, forgive me, God would have accepted the forgiveness. He may have still died. He may have still gone through a lot of this, but God would have forgiven him. Yet he didn't. He turned to everything else. So do your best as you go forward to just remember that even though you're not perfect, you serve a God who is. And then help everybody to see what that looks like. And that's all I got.